Thank you for tuning in to the 124th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, as always, being broadcasted from Murphy Hall, University Heights, Ohio. Thank you for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Now, sorry we had a little bit of a hiatus. I've been trying not to do that, like I said. This was going to be a Nobody Cares Work Harder podcast. Some other things came up. Uh, my computer got broken. My grandma, thank you, grandma, Gertrude Lane, she came in. Uh, my mom sent it over. So I have a computer right now for school and for podcasting so I can get this stuff out to you. Now, uh, and it's really interesting. I thought this week would be a football week. Uh, we talking a lot of stuff for the Super Bowl, right? Chiefs 49ers. But obviously, on Sunday, uh, the tragic passing of, Kobe being Brian happened, and I've mentioned this a couple, many of times on the show. Uh, I don't talk about Kobe as much as I would like because he's retired, so it makes more sense to talk about guys like LeBron James, Tom Brady, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, uh, Patrick Mahomes, guys of that ilk, right? But uh, we're going to have a couple of episodes over the course of the next couple weeks dedicated to Kobe uh, because he is my favorite athlete of all time. He's the reason I do this. He's the reason I'm talking to you right now. Uh, He's the reason for a lot of stuff in my life. Uh, he was kind of an idol of mine growing up. Uh, I, and I don't really want to say role model, but he was somebody in the sports world I really looked up to and kind of got me into sports and got me watching basketball and got me watching other sports as well. Uh, so I'll always appreciate Kobe for that. And I just appreciated his hard work, his worth ethic. Uh, I always say I love players that feel some type of way. You know, whether it's Tom Brady, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, and the reason I love it is because that's the way Kobe was. Kobe felt some type of way. And uh, it was like, okay, doubt me. Watch what I do to you. And, and I always loved that about Kobe, man. And um, going to have a couple of guests on the show. Going to have my friend Scotty Johnson on. Going to have a big baby Jonathan, huge Lakers fan. Uh, going to have uh, another guy, Janid, on. Um, also, we're going to have Mr. Zach, Zach Witherford on. We're going to have Mr. Zach on. And it's really interesting because a lot of these guys are going to talk about how what Kobe means to them in all of their different ways. Some are going to be a little longer conversation than others, but it's interesting. We got somebody from Canada, another country. We got somebody from Los Angeles, the another coast. We got somebody, Scotty, who's in the Midwest, another coast. And we got somebody who's from Buffalo, another area. And Kobe touched them all. And I think it's very interesting. And all these guys are different ages. We're talking about people that range from probably 20 years old to 60, right? So it just shows you the impact Kobe being Brian had. But I'm just going to say this, right? Um, a lot of the times, too, and and I didn't know how to feel, and I'll tell you this. I cried at first. Uh, wasn't a full-blown cry, but I cried for about a minute, and I was like, wow. Damn, Kobe's dead. And I, I, I hadn't felt this way since Michael Jackson died. And I've always tried, like, you know, there's been other people, high-profile people that have died, uh, like XX Tintashi, um, a rapper, uh, Juice World passed away tragically. Whitney Houston passed away. Prince passed away. And I guess the reason why I, I don't cry, I'm not going to say I don't care because I do care. And I, and I hurt for those families because loss is tough. 
but it's always been for me. I've always tried to separate, you know, sports from reality. I'm like, it's hard for me to cry about, you know, when I don't know the person. It's, it's, it's hard for me to do that. But with Kobe, I felt like I was there with Kobe. Kobe was my inspiration. And that's why he kind of started tearing me up. I was like, man. I remember beginning Game 7 watching in my dad's workshop when they're playing the Celt when the when the Lakers are playing the Celtics and it's a 70 77 uh a really low scoring Game 7 Ron Artest scoring 23 points Kobe going 6 for 24 from the field but has 15 rebounds 15 rebounds I remember that game. I remember staying up late. I remember, you know, that Western Conference Final when he played Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, the Phoenix Suns. I remember in the semis when they played the Utah Jazz and swept them. I remember that first-round series when the Lakers were the one seed and they faced the kids from OKC, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, and beat them in six. I remember that. Remember 2011, you know, they play the New Orleans Hornets where Chris Paul beat them in six games. Then they lose, sadly, the Dallas Mavericks and Dirk. 4-0. You know, I remember 2012. They beat the Denver Nuggets in seven games. Then they, you know, lose to Kevin Durant uh, in the Oklahoma City Thunder in five games. You know, I remember 2013. It was supposed to be the super team. You have Steve Nash. You have Dwight Howard, Pau Gasol, and Kobe. People think they can compete with the Spurs and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they don't. And they're not that good. But you know what Kobe did? They had Mike D'Antoni at the time. Kobe said, bump that, F that. I ain't letting y'all, sorry, mofos, let me miss the playoffs. And he dragged that team averaging about 27-6-6 to the playoffs. He dragged them. He took over the offense and he dragged them. Pal Steve Nash wasn't the same player. Uh, Pal Gasol really wasn't the same player. Dwight Howard's back was hurt and he was going through his issues. Would he stay in L.A.? Would he leave L.A.? And through it all, Kobe took control and played fabulous. And this is at 33, 34 years old. And he's still a top five player in the NBA. And then, you know, and I'll never forget that game. I'm watching it upstairs in my living room. They're playing the Golden State Warriors, and he tears his Achilles. And he still has the mental toughness and the strength to swish his two free throws. And, man, I thought Kobe had a lot of life to live. I was like, could Kobe be a GM one day in the NBA? Kobe's doing this. Kobe's doing that. You see his daughter, Gianna, uh, she's just like Kobe. People come to Kobe all the time, and they're like, "Who? You, you need to get a son who has necks, who can carry out the basketball legacy. And his daughter, Gianna, who, who tragically passed away with him, she's like, nah, I got next. And that's something a young Kobe would have said. He don't need a boy. He got me. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's sad. It, it really is, because it's a guy that any means necessary, I'm always going to find a way. I'm going to scrap a call to survive, and... He, he didn't survive. And I and it was sudden, and it'll be a day people are saying, is this going to be a day like JFK? Uh, everybody remembers where they were. It's like 9-11, uh, a flashpoint moment, a flashbulb moment, right? 30 years from now, uh, I could be having drinks from some friend at the bar, and I'll be like, hey, man, Kobe was my favorite athlete ever. You remember where Kobe was? Remember where you were when Kobe Bryant died? And I'll probably be able to say, yeah. I know where I was when Kobe died. I was sleeping in on a Sunday morning. And I have Anthony Delaney's, a kid right next door to me, knock on my door. I think it's my friend Connell, who always knocks on my door randomly. And I'm like, what could Connell possibly want? And then it's saying, like, it's Anthony, it's Anthony, Anthony. I'm like, really? What can Anthony want? Anthony doesn't knock on my door. And he's like, somebody died. You'll never guess who died. And I'm like, 
And the way he's knocking on him, I'm like, do I even care right now? And then I was like, the way he's knocking, I was like, is this a family member? Is this one of my loved ones? Like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what is going on? Then I knock on the door. I was like, what is going on? And he's like, Kobe died. And I'm like, what? Then all this other different news starts trickling in and it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's tough. I call my dad. I'm like, dad, Kobe died. And he's like, what? 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 He's like, man, don't be joking with me, man. I'm like, nah, dad, Kobe's dead. And then he's like, then he looks up here on the road. He's like, Kobe died. He's like, wow. My dad's like 70 years old. My dad's like, that gave me chills. They gave me chills. And it just, you know, tomorrow is promised to no man. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have. How rich you are, how wealthy you are, how good looking you are, no matter where you come from, what you have, no matter whether you're gay, straight, bisexual, black, white, uh, Asian, Indian, uh, whether what you've done in your past, whether you kill people or, or whether you haven't killed, no matter what you've done in your life. And, and Shannon Sharp said this really perfectly and undisputed. It, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, or where you're from, any of that. We all got a phone call one day. We all got that phone call coming. Right. And it's not like you can just be like, oh, oh, you know what? I don't want to pick it up. You're going to have to pick that up. And it's when it's your time for that call. It's your time. And sadly, it was Kobe and Gianna's time. There's nothing. And it's sad because sometimes there's nothing you can do. It's a routine air helicopter trip that they take all the time. Kobe's done it his whole life. Gianna's probably been in that plane her whole life. Something just went horribly, horribly wrong. Now, cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have my brother, Scotty Johnson, on to talk a little bit about Kobe. Cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, Scotty Johnson, with us. Uh, we're going to talk a lot. We're going to talk Kobe. This show's going to be all about Kobe. Uh, so, so the first thing I have to ask you, Scotty, is where were you Sunday when you heard the news about Kobe Bryant's tragic passing? Well, I was at um, I got a friend house. Somebody you're familiar with, my buddy, my buddy Connor Bogart. We were playing, actually playing 2K, as a matter of fact. We were playing basketball at that I don't know if you know, but Nick Carter, that's his roommate, one of his roommates, he came in the living room and said, um, you know, Kobe passed away. And our initial reaction, everybody had to, like, you know, the same initial reaction, like, Kobe? Like, you know, like, questioning, like, Kobe Bryant? Kobe being Bryant? Like, yes, like, we all went to our phones, we didn't want to believe it. And, yeah, that's how, that's how I found out. I was in the living room playing, playing 2K, ironically. And then I heard the news, and, you know, it was a sad day. The whole mood of the day, like, changed. You know, it was a good mood, then it turned into a bad mood. And even, like, outside, like, just the whole energy in the vibe of the whole world. Like, you could tell the whole world was in shock at the moment. Tragedy. Yeah, I was uh, I was sleeping and somebody woke me up to tell me and they were banging on my door like nobody's ever banged on my door before. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this better be good if you're waking me up for my Sunday recovery nap. And then 
They said they uh, told me that uh, Kobe passed away, and I was like, "Damn, what happened?" And it, and, it, and it was it was just shocking, and it was and it was really sad. Now I do want to ask you this, Scotty. Right, Kobe's one of your favorite players ever, right? Yes. Well, what's a, what's a, what's something you'll always remember about Kobe? Um, well, as a basketball player, you know, as a, as an athlete, I, I just respect his mentality of just having his mentality of winning. No matter who was on the court, no matter how good you were, no matter how bad you were, he was gonna get you. And that was that was it. You know, it was always just the will to win. I always call him, but he was a, a basketball player that I like to call. He stood out to me as a warrior, like playing with broken fingers, having going through so much adversity from an early standpoint in his career. You know, like and end up yeah, like just. His whole mentality and his demeanor, how, how he went out, how he went about things, inspired me to actually take like a similar route, or similar approach to how I got into basketball. Because I was already I was playing basketball in fourth grade. I really didn't start watching it until you know fifth grade, sixth grade, and the Lakers like won those years. And Kobe always like in my household, that name has been like a you know it's always been Kobe, Kobe before LeBron, and. He banked it. He banked it. He banked it from three, right? The one he banked it from three. Now, even just talk about, you know, because Kobe had a different mentality. Like, you know, like, kind of like with the new age NBA players, you kind of see, like, the uh, load management, the word you'll see with Kawhi, a little bit where he'll take games off. Even LeBron James, the super teams. Kobe was kind of always like, I'm here, I'm better than everybody else, and we're just going to win. Just talk about that type of mentality that you don't necessarily see in the new age NBA player. Right, and that's something that, you know, is going to be missed. You're not going to, you're only going to get that once in a lifetime. To us, we didn't get to see Michael Jordan, but we got to see the closest thing to it, which was Kobe Bryant. And that says a lot about his career and, and legacy, you know. And that's what he was chasing. And he let that be known. And he, he didn't just act like he was on the court either. He had to like him off the court as well. So, yeah, that's just, like you said, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, you're not going to see it in this new age NBA. It's, it's just, he's just a different breed from a different, you know, from a different era. Do you think it's safe to say that Kobe Bryant's going to go down as the greatest Laker ever? Yes, it's arguable. To me, that was always to me that was always debatable. You know, most people. I feel like the older uh, older people to say more Magic or Kareem, but I feel like more people closer to our age are probably in their mid thirties, early thirties to say Kobe Bryant. In my eyes, I, could, I would say Kobe Bryant is definitely the greatest Laker of all time, just because that's why I end up you know watching him play, and I watched it most. And even when you see, like, I feel like the rap on Kobe was always, like, that nobody kind of liked him. I, I feel like that's always the way the media tried to portray him. But you really see after his passing, 
Everybody loved this dude. Like, you're seeing LeBron James, guys like Anthony Davis. Uh, Dwayne Wade can barely talk on his Instagram post. Uh, guys like Trey Young that never played with them. You're seeing Trey Young, guys like Austin Rivers, their emotion. Doc Rivers had playoff series against them. The Lakers and Celtics are hated rivals, and Doc Rivers could barely talk. You just talk about that, that how much love and respect his contemporaries have for him. Because I feel like people always talk like, like everybody hates Kobe, but that's not true. Um, it's, I feel like it's just the society, you know, the world we live in, they hate you here, but they love you when you're going. And Kobe did have, like, that, you know, quote-unquote bad image, but as far as the love from his, you know, from his peers, that's just the brotherhood. You know, a lot of these leagues, these pro leagues are their brotherhood. They look out for each other. And that's due to the fact that the new age that we're in, back then it kind of wasn't like that. It was more separated. It was more, you know, we're at war with each other versus to us being together in it. So, like... I feel like a lot of those players and a lot of those players have personal connections with them because the NBA is like Dr. Britannia, it's a brotherhood, you know? And then a lot of those players grew up, grew up watching him too. It's not the younger ones, but it's like the older ones, the people that's like LeBron age, you know, the players that's like LeBron age, they grew up watching Kobe. They didn't get it, a lot of them didn't get a chance to, they saw Mike when they were younger, young, like probably like eight, nine, ten. But Kobe was like the first player that they could actually watch and, you know, that they watch grow, watch him grow. And Scotty, you and me have always had a disagreement of this. You're always kind of like, and you mentioned this to me when we were talking about Lamar Ball a couple years ago. You were like, he should think his sons are the best. That was always your thing. Like, if you're going to do something, you should think you're the best. And I was always like, people just need to realistically realize like what they can and can't do. And you're like, nah, like, of course you should think that. But, and Kobe really thought it. And Kobe was a different breed from a lot of people, Scotty, because... When when people said, you know, I'm going to be the next Michael Jordan, people are like, <laughs> no, you're not. Kobe's like, okay, we're going to see. And there were guys that came out around the same time as him. Guys that might have been more athletic and more talented. Guys like Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, Jerry Stackhouse. Guys that were a lot more athletic, and you can make an argument had a lot more talent. But Kobe was a better basketball player than all of them, and he damn near got as close as it could be to Michael Jordan without actually being Michael Jordan. So just talk about that. I mean, his, that work ethic was always, un, it was all, it was just unmatched. It made everybody, it made, it inspired you to want to be a better you. I watched, I watched like a lot of, a lot of athletes, not even just basketball, but just people, not even just athletes, just people in general show their respect. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, like the whole world does it, man. And that, that's, that, that right there is inspiring, like, and to be honest, they are like, I know thinking realistically, you should, I, I agree to you to an extent, like, thinking realistically, you should know, like, you can't do everything, and, like, everything is not made for everybody, but I feel like having that little bit of, I call it a little bit of craziness in you to always push and believe. They always say the smartest people are always the craziest ones, and usually that's, that's right. 80% of the time. That's the reality, like 80% of the time. So if you can't believe it, I feel like if you don't believe it or if you can't believe it, then it's, it's going to hinder you. And I think that's what Kobe, like, that's what made Kobe so special. Like, he just always found the wheel to push and inspire, and inspire from afar. A lot of people didn't have no relation to this man whatsoever, but still felt that connection to him. Because of that, because of that work ethic, because of that, you know, that mentality. Like we, like we, like we keep saying, it's just different. That's something we're not going to see. Like that's going to be missed forever. 
and as a guy that you play a lot of basketball, Scotty, you watch a lot of basketball, and always a big knock that people had against Kobe Bryant, always a big knock that people always had against Kobe Bryant was that he was low efficiency. He would take a lot of jump shots. Um, he would he wouldn't take always the best smartest shots. Now, right, the analytics the analytics guys gets the paint, shoot threes. Kobe's long contested twos, but. Oh, the thing I would always say, first of all, shooting 45% when you're shooting a bunch of long contested twos is still very impressive in itself, in my opinion. And then also, the ability to get up as many shots as he did, even though he shot a lot, it's not easy to get up 30 shots a game, Scotty. You're the best player. <laughs> it goes with the territory. And, like, that's, and I always, when I'm arguing with people, you know, the LeBron and Kobe and Jordan debate, that's always my go-to thing, you know. It's like it, it, it's okay. He, that's what he. That's what he's there for, you know. Like he's going to take shots. I think that's good. He has to take those shots. A lot of players on that team can't take those shots, and it's like, and it's funny because during his retirement, not his um, retirement speech, but his last game when they had it in the mic when the uh, when the clock stopped, yeah, he said like he was like, "Yo, people always told me, dang, Kobe, you you don't pass it." Like, you don't pass the ball. But it's like, today, they're telling me don't pass the ball. They're telling me to shoot. And it's just like, how ironic that is. Like, you know, early in my career, they told me to pass. And now they're telling me not to pass. But I was like, you know, that made me laugh. And Matt Barnes made a good point, too, that, that that always was Kobe's point. He was like, I'm going to take the last shot. I'm going to do this. Because you want to know what? Me taking a bad shot is better than you taking a good shot. <laughs> Which? He said that to Matt Barnes. But when it comes to basketball, Daryl, that's like, that's usually the case sometimes. Like, just because, you know, like, I feel like some people, some players, they think that, you know, sometimes the best play ain't the right play. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes your best player, and I'm not saying the best player always got to take the shot, but sometimes it is, like, you know, sometimes it is, like, the, your best player is the only one who can get that shot off. And, you know, and just because, like, now the Lakers did not play. They're not playing uh, the Clippers for Tuesday. Uh, was that the right decision? They didn't want to play. Uh, everybody's still kind of mourning the death of Kobe. Uh, somebody made the argument. I've heard people make the argument that it's what Kobe would have wanted because Kobe would have played. <laughs> if somebody else died, Kobe would have played. <laughs> Kobe would have played. Uh, you think that's the right decision? is too scotty i feel like but but when you really think about the whole like setup of that game i feel like that's the type of game kobe would relish being in like if you if you just if you just break it down 
uh, and say somebody else tragically died instead of Kobe. Kobe would be like, it's Lakers versus Clippers, two best teams in the West, maybe the two best teams in the NBA. Uh, they got their stars. We got their stars. Everybody's going to be watching this game now. Let's bust them. I, I feel like that would kind of be Kobe's mindset. That's the one thing where I'm kind of like, that. those are the type of games that Kobe relished. And not everybody's Kobe. Not everybody can play through stuff like that as a Kobe Bryant would. Now, my last question for you is this. Should Kobe end up being the NBA logo? There are talks about that, changing it from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. Should that happen? Um, yes. And let me tell you something. Like, when I was young... I remember when I first found out that when the logo was actually somebody. I didn't think I didn't think it was, I didn't know it was anybody. I thought I didn't know it was a person. I thought it was just you know a regular cutout and a, you know an image. And when I got knowledge that it was Jerry West, I'm like, okay, you know, that's that's a good pick. But over the years, just thinking about it, even if I feel like they should have been changed the logo. But even if you don't change it to Kobe, you should change it to either LeBron or Jordan. I feel like Jerry West shouldn't be the logo because a lot of these, like all three of these players have brought more to the game and on and off the court in like big chunks, like big significances. Like they've been and brought like a lot to the game and still giving back to the game, you know, on and off the court. So I think, yes, he should. It could be, it could be Kobe, it could be Jordan, it could be LeBron, it could be anybody. But I do think that the logo should be changed. It's been that logo for too long now. In a new decade, it's time for a new face, you know. Scotty, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me, bro. No problem. Thank you. I'll keep my And cut him next. That's the Rick on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Big Baby Jonathan, Los Angeles Lakers fan and loves Kobe. Cut him next. That's the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Lakers fan extraordinaire, fellow podcaster, host of Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast, if I'm correct on that, right? Oh, Big Baby Jonathan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How you doing, man? Doing Thanks for having me on. No, no problem. When uh, when when the tragic news about Kobe uh, broke, I was like, I, I have to have this guy on. Uh, you love the Lakers. You love everything Lakers, especially Kobe Bryant. And uh, I know the news definitely probably hits you harder uh, than a lot of other fans out there. Uh, the first thing I just want to ask you, where were you when you heard about the news? Where were you? Um, I was helping my mom paint her new office at her job, and then got the notification from TMZ. I looked at it, I'm like, I'm like, nah, that ain't true. Put my phone away, charge it, taking ring after ring after ring, and I'm like, still didn't undeniable. Once Wojnowski tweeted it, I just jumped to my knees and started crying. Yeah. So it, was, it was an emotional moment for me, you know? And uh, just exactly, how old are you? Uh, 26. 
Okay, so you're 26, right? I've had a couple people on my podcast already. Around my age, 21, 20, that talk about the impact Kobe, you know, Kobe had on us, Kobe had on them, right? Uh, I'm like five, six years younger than you, and I can remember Kobe, you know, those Laker runs with Odom, Gasol, Kobe, Fisher, the battles with the Magic, the thrilling seven-game series with the Celtics, right? I was like in elementary school when that was going on. You're probably like in high school, and you can remember it a lot more and a lot more vivid than me. So just talk about that, because you really grew up. Kobe was the guy for you in your age bracket. Yeah, he was. Um, I loved his demeanor, his hustle, his grit, his grandness, his love for the game. And those battles with that with the Pacers, Kings, Blazers, Suns, and it was just competitive. You know, Kobe was just a competitor, loved his game, and uh, he's going to do great things. You know, he did great things for everybody on the court, man, for those championships. He'll be missed tremendously. And it's really interesting. I was talking about this uh, earlier on the podcast to open it up. I think people a lot of the times, and I and I get caught up in this a little bit. I think people forget, and I think people do because LeBron is still playing so well, right? And we all know how great LeBron is. But I think people do forget about how freaking good Kobe was. I, I think people forget that this was the guy that dropped 81 in a game. This was the guy that dropped almost 60 in another game. It was the third quarter, and he says, nah, I'm good. I'll get it back next time. And he actually got it back. This is the guy that won three straight championships with Shaquille O'Neal. You know, this is the guy that before Harden was doing all this crazy stuff that we all marvel at, Kobe was doing it before Harden was. Like, like, just talk about how good is Kobe, how good was Kobe Bryant? And you watched him through his peak. How good was Kobe? Uh, he's the greatest player of all time, man. He posts up, fade away, play defense, he, damn, and he falls in the game, not one bit. You know, shoot three, post up, and you talk next to him, you drop 50 on you, and like, what's up? Can't guard you. He just had a passion for the game, and it rubbed off on everybody on the team. And just overall, man, Kobe's going to be missed around the world, man. But I do, I do uh, watch film on my podcast. It's like, Kobe watches film after a game and stuff. So I watch, podcast, watch myself on a podcast. Okay, we'll kind of learn from this podcast to get better next time, you know? I just... And I'm just, I just like to watch film on myself now, just like Kobe did back in the day. So you're kind of taking that mama mentality into podcasting. Yeah, like if I make a mistake, I'm like, okay, what can I do to get better? Okay, let me watch, okay. I should have said this instead of that, you know? Pick, 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 like, pick and choose was to say, you know? That's actually my podcasting game, you know? Now, what was your fondest moment of watching Kobe play? What's, your, what's the biggest memory or game or moment that you remember from his career? 81 playing game versus Toronto. Um, when you hit that shot against Portland, where he pumped back twice and leaned in and shot it and made the three to go to overtime. And then when he got the ball and shot over hella Blazer players and made it nothing but net, that was my favorite. Also, game seven in the NBA Finals, him beating Boston and Jeff Hoffman on the scores table with his back on his hand and putting uh, five fingers up. Still there? Yes. Now, uh, what I what I what I do want to know too. Wait, keep going. What were you saying? So I said my fondest memory was Kobe jumped up on the scores table, holding up uh, five fingers on the ball, beating Boston, and they got two more. Him shooting free throws. I should kill these for walking off the floor, and his last game, sixty points, man. Just overall, Kobe, my inspiration and my hero. 
Is he your favorite NBA player of all time? Yes. And also talk about this too, because you're from LA. You're kind of in it. Uh, what is the feeling about Kobe? Just in general. Just first, just tell me what is the feeling around LA in general about Kobe? Like when you say some uh, say Kobe Bryant, what does somebody else say? Right now, like if I talk to somebody right now, if I like if I just talk. To no, before that, before his passing, what would people say? Before his passing. Oh, legendary, greatest of all time, um, an icon. Everybody's heartbroken right now in LA. Now we're we'll, going to the next Thursday versus Houston, man. That's going to be oh, my first time going to a Lakers game this year. It's going to be probably emotional for me. <laughs> so I'll be all right, though. Now, now, what would people say now? Like, what's the feeling around L.A. now? People see this on ESPN, the shrines that are being built. Uh, MB, the MB, ESPN NBA show, the jumps on there. We see Stephen A. Smith talking about it. What's the What's the feeling around L.A. now? Uh, um, I don't know. And just talk about, because he made such a great career turn from being that competitor, the mob mentality, and a lot of players, they struggle. Like, and not to say Kobe would end up in a bad situation, but you see what's happening with Delonte West now. Like, a lot of players, after they're done playing, they don't know what to do. Like, it's like, you've done one thing your whole life. And Kobe's like, screw it. Hey, I'm just going to win an Oscar. I'm going to be the greatest dad ever. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to win at the game of life. Just talk about that about Kobe. Yeah, he did. Uh, not, he, was, he was successful off the as well, writing the book, his own book, doing a, has, his own, has his own podcast, has his own drinks. He's just a winner off the court and on the court, you know. Um, he's and also a great family man. He could always take up his daughters from school and take them to uh, the practices and stuff. It's just, you're just a family man, man. Do you think, uh, would you say Kobe's the biggest star in Los Angeles history? In, Cal- in Los Angeles history? Yes. E- even bigger than, let's say, Nipsey Hussle. Is he bigger than Nipsey Hussle? <laughs> oh, come on. Maddie's like, oh. But you, you gave me that ooh, like that was a little bit of a curveball. You're like, ah, the Nipsey's different. Yeah, but he is. I, like, it goes Kobe, then Nipsey, and then whoever else, you know? It's one, it, like, it's, you can't, like, it's hard, it's hard, but it goes Kobe one, Nipsey two, you know? Arguably the greatest icons in LA, in my opinion. I love the big baby. In, in my experience of listening to music and stuff. Yeah, now I just do want to talk about this too, right? So how old were you when he won his first three championships? How old were you then? Oh, shit. To be honest, bro, I don't remember how old I was. I just remember watching Kobe win and the excitement, you know? So I really don't remember. Okay, now can you talk about the next run where they're not having great team success, but he's averaging 30 a game, the 81 point comes in that. Can you talk about that part of Kobe's career? Oh, he scored eight more points versus Toronto? Yes. Yeah, 
And now talk about, you know, the next run, the Derek Fisher, Lamar Odom iteration. They go to three straight championships. Yeah, the, uh, the 2008 uh, finals when we got blown out in the finals, I think by 38 or something, I think uh, that helped us win the next two championships. You know, I mean, we went through a really bad adversity, and then we beat the Magic, and then we went down 3-2 back to LA. Okay, we might we, lose this game, we don't win the championship, we don't want Boston to celebrate our home court, so we beat Boston twice, won the championship. So us getting blown out by Boston actually was a good thing in the sense of we won two championships from losing to Boston. You know? Yeah, I, I, I remember that series fondly for me personally. Uh, and then there's like the next iteration. Uh, they don't have the same team success, but in Kobe's kind of the twilight career, but even in his, you know, as he gets on the wrong side of 30, he's still a top three, top five, even arguably the best player in basketball. Just talk about that part of Kobe's career. Yeah, that part when we had, like, D'Angelo, Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance, and all that. Kobe's still dominating, doing his thing, man. Like, he played basketball until he couldn't walk anymore, you know? Like, I know his last game he scored 60, but he played every night if he could, you know? Try to played every night, man. He took no days off. And just talk about his final game. How crazy was that final game? Because Kobe that year, Kobe had not been great. Kobe was older and everybody was like, you know, what does he have left in the tank? And Kobe's like, I'll show you what I have left in the tank. Just talk about that. Yeah, man, it was crazy. That last game, um, I predicted 50 points to my to my brother and my cousin, I was off by 10 points, but I said, I won't be surprised if he scores 50 and I go out and on top, you know? 60 points is not surprising from Kobe, you know? But I would be, wouldn't really, I would not be as surprised if he could have kept going, you know? If the game would have went to overtime, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to capture his 81 point game, if you really think about it. If he would have started getting hot early, the first half, he could have scored at least 70 or 80. What was it like watching Kobe when he got into a rhythm? Like when he got in his jump shot rhythm, you, you know, pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, fade away, you have a hand in his face, and he still can't stop. And he shrugged his shoulders like I told you. Talk about those moments. Those moments are really the best moments when he gets in the rhythm, pulls up from three in your face, and then the crowd gets going, and then I get going, yelling and screaming, and it's just like, yeah, guarding. It's just exciting, man. Love, love what you do. You know, any given night, he dropped 30 on you, 30 to 40 points, you know? His energy on the court was great. Post-up, like I said, post-up, fadeaway. And uh, if, he, if he's struggling in the player talks mess, the game just went back to the Lakers' momentum. You know what I mean? If a player's talking mess to Kobe, okay, Kobe's going to lead us back. It's all good. You know? When we're down like 10 or 15, okay, we got this. Kobe's going to turn up in the second half. Then he does, then we win, you know? And there will never be another Kobe in Los Angeles, right? Never. No, there will never be another. There will never be another Kobe Bryant again in LA. So, you know, Mamba mentality—it's a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Big baby, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. All uh, right, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, 
and I get you on my podcast, man, and everybody, um, go follow me on my, uh, Instagram, BigBabyJonathan underscore, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, BigBabyJonathan Sports Podcast Show, go follow me on Twitter, BigBabyJonathan, appreciate you having me on, man, we'll talk soon. Definitely. And now we're gonna have Janid Syed on. Uh, he's from Canada, a big basketball fan. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you been? Uh, I'm I, just really upset over over the news. Yeah, no. So it's everyone hard, even even here in, in Canada, everyone's devastated by that loss. Yeah. Just talk about that. What's the feeling in Canada right now about it? How, how do people around you feel about it? I mean, like everyone my age, uh, we grew up watching Kobe. He's the one who pretty much introduced Canada to basketball, like after after Vince, and he was around at that same time. So I mean, he dropped eighty one against us. That's against and, uh, Toronto. That was crazy, man. Like nothing but respect for him. Like one of the greatest to ever play the game, and his loss is like felt by everyone across the world in the sports world. So, so it's just really tragic, and everyone's really sad about that. So, what were you doing when you found out that Kobe Bryant had passed? What were you doing? Well, I was at work. I was at work, and then uh. One of my coworkers, he comes in and he tells me, hey, Kobe's dead. And then I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe it. I wanted it to not be true, but, you know. Oh, almost. You're like, this can't be happening. Yeah, yeah. That, that was everyone's reaction. Now, you mentioned that you grew up watching Kobe. Just for people out there who don't know, how old are you? I'm 20. Okay, so you're kind of in that era, like, you know, Kobe, a little bit before, then LeBron comes out after, but it's mainly Kobe, right? You know, kind of Kobe, like Tim Duncan, Vince Carter, like you said, Tracy McGrady, like that era of basketball. What are your fondest moments of Kobe Bryant? Uh, probably when when he, uh, when he won in 2010. I just feel like that was, like, the defining moment, you know, like, mama mentality, like, he's... That was like the that that's really when I started getting into basketball, like towards like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, that era. That's when I started to watch basketball a lot more. And uh, just just seeing him win, like like that, pretty much you know, and as own life, where whatever I try to do, I try to be the best at it. Have a winning mentality, no matter what. Yeah, that was kind of the era where he got his. Uh next two championships is a uh, fourth and fifth championship right yeah. he always kept saying i got one more than Shaq, because that's what he really wanted to do i got one more than Shaq. uh oh yeah no 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 what i what i do want to ask you too is right so you are from canada from toronto uh he did drop 81 you mentioned that how do people talk about that in canada um well, you, you love making fun of dealing Now, what would you say, um, what do you think Kobe's greatest skill set was, in your opinion? Uh, just his mentality. He definitely had, he was definitely a skilled player, very athletic as well. But I just feel like talent is what carried him to, to the level that he is. He's just really extremely confident. He wants that last shot. He wants that shot. And he's just determined to be the winner at the end of the day. Like, nobody wants it as bad as Kobe. Janine, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And once again, I want to thank Janine uh, 
and uh, Big Baby Jonathan for coming on the podcast. Uh, now, come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Mr. Zach on the show to talk a little bit about Kobe Bryant. Cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. To be king, I shall be, shall be, shall be. Hit them high, hit them low, they don't know when I'm going to go put him on the show for the world to see. I'm going down in history like Muhammad Ali. In this ring, I shall be king. Hit them high, hit them low, they don't know when I'm going to go put him on the show for the world to see. I'm going down in history like Muhammad Ali. In this ring, I shall be king. I devour all my competition in the ring. I'm like, oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports. We got Zach on the line. How you doing, Zach? Uh, just fine, sir. How you doing? How you doing? Uh-huh. I'm doing great, man. Now, uh, what I do want to talk to you about when I have you on the show, uh, the tragic passing of uh, Kobe Bryant happened Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon-ish. Uh, I just want to know, where were you when you found out the news? It's weird. Uh, I was on my, I was on my, I was on my way to pay my respects to a, f- to a friend of mine who's who lost a sister, and um, and as I was as I was uh, going into the to the uh, ceremony, my phone rang, and uh, a friend of mine called me, and uh, he was talking to me as if I already had heard what what was going on, but I was. I, I didn't have a clue as far as to what he was talking about, and uh, he told me the situation about Kobe Bryant and his tragedy, and everything stopped. E- everything stopped. I mean, I've, I've been on your, I've, I've been on your show a few times, maybe ten times over the last couple of years, and uh, this is the first time I ever was at like a loss for words. Uh, He's, he's a part of. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a big sports person. Um, come from a big sports family, and um, we keep we keep up with sports, and 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 we follow the stars, and we we keep up with all that with their private lives or whatever they expose. Give us a chance to know about them, and uh, just like losing 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 a friend or or a nephew or or a family member. But you know, I I I'm just it's, it's just a touching situation. Um. I'm a big I'm a big Lakers man. Um more of a Lakers man than actually a individual players. I'm just been a Lakers man for a long time. And um it was just touchy for me and everyone around me. What are you gonna remember most about Kobe Bryant? When I say the words Kobe Bryant, what do you think of? Uh well it's levels to it. It's it's levels because I was uh I was there for I was there from uh, day one. I, I actually underestimated his ability. You know, I was a big Allen Iverson man. I still am a big Allen Iverson man. Um, they came up Kobe same Bryant. draft. Same Kobe, draft. Kobe Bryant. The draft of '96 was one of the best drafts of of all time. And um, and that in that draft, I, I had Kobe ranked as number as the third best player. I had Iverson and I had Ray Allen. Uh. And Kobe, uh, actually four, because I had Stephon Marbury also. Uh, and uh, at the end, he 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 at the end he just took over. He just took over, you know, over the span of time. Uh, my the my my the thing that strikes me the most about him, <clears throat> people might not understand it, was his defense. Was his defense? He would guard anyone, and that, those players I admire. He would guard anyone. <clears throat> 
If you were scoring, he's he could guard anyone at any at any time. He he, he won't accept the challenge of guarding the best player. I, I always respect that about Kobe Bryant. Competition, a competitor, a defender. Uh, and those are those are that, that's 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 the that's the best way I can describe him as a competitor. What are some of your favorite individual moments? Are there any games or any uh, anything that stands out to you personally? Um, you know, a lot of people talk about um, a lot of people talk about the 80, 81 point games and things like that. But uh, he will he 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 will he will the Celtics he will he will he will the um, Lakers to a victory over the Celtics in that championship and that, and that second time they played and uh he had a, he had a he had a nice uh a nice crew of teammates with um Odoms and uh Gasol and those, and those guys but uh I think that was, I think that was his top performance because I think that was he took the team with a, I think that was his least talented team and he took them to he took them all the way he took them all the way I, I I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what year that was, but when they beat Boston, that was big because Boston had the big three, and they and they, I thought they were going to go back to back with Garnett, with Garnett and and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce, but uh, Kobe found a way to beat those guys, and I think that was I think that was one of his biggest moments as far as me, and also his Olympic play. I love his Olympic play because he be he. He became a role player. He showed you he could do anything. He became a role player. He let Wade and LeBron take over the offense, and he became a role player. And when he when they needed him to score, he scored. But uh, he he just was a versatile, versatile ball player, and he became he became more more of a team player as time went on. And his leadership his leadership ability his they speak of all these guys all these guys Kevin Durant Carmelo Anthony all these guys are speaking of him and of his leadership. And how they all wanted to make him proud. So he was he was really the big brother. He was and, really the big brother of this generation of the NBA. And just talk about how impressive his mentality is, because you know, I, I kinda feel like people my age and people a little bit younger than me, they don't necessarily have that mentality in sports and in basketball. And just talk about what gave Kobe that mentality, you know, kinda like that old school like any means necessary, I'm gonna get it done. Well, I I seen a um an article about Kobe playing with NBA players at age 15, man. And they said, and, and uh, Jerry West was speaking that he, that Carmelo, I mean, uh, Kobe Bryant was playing against NBA players at age 15, and he and, and he was the most confident young man that they that they had ever seen. You know, uh, I took his confidence the wrong way. You know, I, I took his confidence as as arrogance. Arrogance or selfishness, but hey, man, he 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 was a unique individual, and that was his way. He he had, his biggest competitor was he, he challenged himself more than anything. Uh, so after the, after the, after uh, after they have a they had a meeting uh with the uh, NBA players, um and. After the after the meeting, um, Allen and Kobe were riding in a car together, and uh, Allen Iverson summed it up in a conversation yesterday. He says, um, "Kobe says, what are you doing?" Kobe picked him up and took him out to dinner. He says, and after dinner, he said, "What are you doing tonight?" Allen Iverson says, "Well, 
that's why he lasted so long. He said, I'm going to the club. He said, no, I'm going to the gym. The gym was his club. And the longevity of his career and the way he recovered from injuries, all that spoke to his workout and his, and his, and his work ethic. You know, the drinking and the hanging out, he saved that for after he retired. You know, while he played ball, he played ball. Yeah, and it's really funny, too, when you talk about kind of like how maybe some people thought he was arrogant or a little selfishness. I was listening to uh, Kenny Smith uh, talk about it, and uh, what he said, and it was really damning, it was really interesting and uh, enlightening to me. He said, you know why Kobe was so arrogant? Because he knew he, he worked harder than everybody else. When you mention when he knows a guy like AI, who's at his level or near his level, he's going to the club. Kobe's like, I'm going to the gym, and Kobe's the only one by himself on a Saturday night at the gym. That's why Kobe was so arrogant, because he knows I'm better than you, and I'm better than you because I know I work ten times harder than you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That's where it came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just such a surreal moment. It's just, it's just everything's just been in slow motion. Uh, even talking about him, man, it's... Everybody watched him grow up from a 17-year-old kid to a 41-year-old man. Everybody saw his life. He was born, he was born the year I graduated high school. So, I mean, <laughs> he was born in 78. I graduated in 78. You know, I was watching basketball a long time. And I've seen them. And basically, I've seen them all. Since basketball has been coming on TV, man, I've been watching it. You know, and I, I've, seen, I've seen them all. No, I, I've seen them all, man. No. From, from the from the players, from the, I came along through basketball toward the end of the Bill Russell era. My I was open to basketball when Abdul Jabbar, Calvin Murphy, and those guys started in the NBA. That's my in, in my experience starting basketball. So you look at you look at oh man, over 50, almost fifty years of watching NBA. And I have a wealth of information of NBA, and I've been watching it a long time. But there's a few, there are a few players who stand out, who actually scare you every time they get the ball, because you know they are, they're on a mission. Kobe was scary like that. How close was he to Michael Jordan? Because that was the guy that he was chasing. Uh, I guess he told people when he was 17, he's like, I'm going to be better than Michael Jordan. Everybody laughed. They was like, okay, kid. And you can make an argument. He got as close to it as anybody ever did. How close, in your opinion, did he truly get to accomplishing that goal? Uh, well, they came from different places. Michael Jordan was groomed by one of the greatest college programs of all time, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Kobe came out of high school. I mean, it's, it's it's, it's a big difference. It's a, Jordan had three years of uh, three years of college playing ball and one year of Olympic ball before he even hit the hit the NBA floor. 
Kobe Cannon is just a raw, a raw 17-year-old kid. So, I mean, Jordan was more groomed for the NBA when he got there. Took Kobe a couple years to get going. Uh, it's hard to make a comparison. I'm not really in comparison. I enjoy the beauty of both of their games. You know, but hey, Michael Jordan never lost a championship. In college, he didn't lose. In the pros, he never lost a championship. It's just something about that. No, no disrespect to Noah. When you he never lost a championship, to me that's unbelievable. Because somebody got to sooner or later, someone's going to win a championship against you, but it never happened. You know, but I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't put, I can't, I can't put Mike, Kobe Bryant over Michael Jordan. They're on the, they're the same level, but I guess I still give Michael Jordan the edge. I still give him, he was more groomed ball player when he got there. Kobe became a groomed ball player. Michael Jordan was groomed when he got there. But look, you're looking at a, a, almost like a five-year, four- to five-year age difference. A 17-year-old and a 22-year-old are like night and day. Oh. I hope I answered your question the best of my ability. What's the thing I you... Always, I, 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 I'm always Magic Johnson. Hmm. It, the guy that, they, to me, they all had to chase with the Magic Man. The most all-around player that ever lived. Uh, started scoring athletic ability, Kobe and Jordan are in their own level. No, no I mean, athletic ability, Byron. First, quick first step, lateral movement, jumping ability. They, I mean, they had, they, they had it all. And then, 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 I found out about him as a man. <laughs> his, his, his things he done off the court that they didn't even write about were amazing. They were amazing. He's a, he's a, he's a real life superstar. And, and, and you mentioned this uh, a little bit. You followed Magic Johnson, right? Uh, and, and a lot of people I heard, because I wasn't old enough when this happened, people said this day, uh, Sunday, was kind of when Kobe passed, tragically. It was kind of like that day that Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. And everybody thought he was going to die, and he hasn't died. And he's actually gone on to live a very long and beautiful life himself. But how do those two days compare? Was that the mood? Uh, yes, sir. For, I mean, for me. Um, but I wasn't educated on HIV. I wasn't educated on side effects and the lifespan. We were, we were all, we were all scared. It was just like drinking poison. We, we thought to, we thought it would be instant death. We thought it would be instant death. In six months, he'd be dried up and wither and withering away, like like those other people they showed. But it, it, it never happened. Emotionally, those were powerful times. Uh, being much older now, I'm more sentimental. Uh, Magic Johnson, I was more scared. Kobe, it was just final, final. Magic Johnson, I didn't know what was coming, but Kobe's was just so final. So final, man. It's almost... I was I was in the mall when Magic when I heard about Magic Johnson. I was in the I was in the I was in the mall shopping when when the guy walked to me. One of my old coaches walked up to me and asked me how I heard about it, and uh, I didn't believe him. And I got mad. I thought he was playing a joke. Uh, but it wasn't a joke. Um, as far as as far as um, my per my presence, um, Magic Johnson is and Magic Johnson and Muhammad Ali are my are my top. 
athletes of my life. Um, as I got older, I, I, as I got as I got older, I opened up to more more athletes and let them into my top my greatest list. And uh, Kobe Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant accomplishments would not really be appreciated until down the road. Until down the road, you can really appreciate him because you're not going to see no guys coming in like that anymore. A guy that stays with the same team his whole career. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. He stuck through the hard times and came back for some more good times. That's a warrior. That's a true warrior. Zach, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Man, I want to thank you, man. And you know what? And you know what? I'm proud. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of you, young man. And and you keep up the good work. And hey, man, big things are coming your way, man. You you just don't you don't see it yet. You talk. I'm, not, I'm like your big uncle, man. And I, I can see it coming, man. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, man. And I want to thank everybody for coming on the podcast, whether it be Zach, Janid. Uh, uh, Scotty, Big Baby Jonathan, want to appreciate everybody for coming. Everybody had an individual story. So I think that really, you know, how Kobe touched him because Kobe touched us all. And we're going to do a couple more podcasts like this, four or five, maybe even six people on a podcast and just sharing memories about him because uh, Kobe was one of those players that you have to have memories about. Uh, and that's it for this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk, the 124th episode. Next episode, Friday, we will talk about the Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Also, we'll have a Super Bowl recap. A lot of mostly Super Bowl talk on Monday, uh, but next, but the Wednesday and Friday will be a lot more Kobe centric. So, just want to let everybody know that. And thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.